So, uh, good morning. Um, oh, you've woken up. Um, I hope we're, we're all well. Uh, as today, um, and you can't, you can't escape, is Palm Sunday, and we have that, that classic text um, to, to work with. Um, it, it could have been taken from any of the four Gospels. They, they all look, look, look at it. Uh, Mark, Mark does it in a particular way. Um, but we're going to explore what's going on, what it meant for those then, uh, what it means for us now, and how we respond. Uh, so let's just pray f- uh, before we start. Blessed Father, may the words I speak now be holy of you. May your spirit guide and may we be inspired, challenged and changed by your word. In your holy name, amen. amen. I wonder when was the last time you were truly excited by a, a coming event? Um, and, and had, had that sense of anticipation. Uh, for me, it was when Kate and I were expecting our son Rupert. But, uh, before I go on, I've preached three... This is the third time I've preached. It's the third time I've used Rupert. Um, <laughs> I'm the son of a Baptist minister. Um, uh, my dad was, until he retired, the Baptist minister of Yarmouth. I'm used to being one of the children hearing the preacher uh, talk, talk about them, use them. There's a, f- a few, few nodding heads. Um, it goes with the territory. Um, you ha- as a preacher, you have to embarrass your children. So, Rupert, just get used to it. Um, uh, so, for, for months, we had planned his arrival. Um, we had planned where we wanted to bring him up. Um, what kind of lifestyle we felt he would flourish the most in. Um, so we, we moved to Mulbarton, um, just, just south of Norwich. One, in my opinion, one of the best v- v- villages in, in um, Norfolk. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah good. Um, uh, we started to, to sort, out, sort out his bedroom and, and get it ready for his arrival. Uh, we bought stuff. So much stuff. Stuff that even now, he's 10 months old, I still don't know what it did or what it does. I haven't got a clue. But you just buy load, load, loads of stuff. Um, on, February, on Friday, the 15th of May last year, I left work and said goodbye to my colleagues um, as I was starting my paternity leave because I expected the arrival of my first child the next day. Uh, a lot of people uh, were trying to remind me that most babies do not actually arrive on the, f- on the day that which they're due, but that wouldn't dampen my ex- excitement. I was re- ready for it. Um, but sure enough, at 1am on Saturday the 16th of May, so the next day, the due date, at 1am the contraction started. And at four, uh, by about 4pm... Um, Kate will be able to tell you the exact time. By about 4pm, uh, Rupert was born. It also happened to be the same day as the second leg of the championship playoff semi-final, uh, Norwich between Ipswich. Um, um, I didn't have it on the iPad while she was while I was massaging the back while she was in labour, honestly. Um, and it didn't add to the excitement at all. Of course not. <laughs> there was so much of excitement when he actually arrived. Um, th- there was an emotional release, uh, and, and I um, admit that, that I cried. It, 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 the, the, you would. Um, the arrival which you'd been hoping for for so long turned, was here. And Kate and I now share um, in the excitement 
um, of our good friends. Um, some of you may know Kate and George uh, Lumley. Um, they used to w- uh, worship here. They moved uh, to the Channel Islands. Uh, they're expecting their first child. Um, and it's, it's, it's great um, to, to share with them. Uh, but let's just uh, go back to our passage. Um, as they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent, two, uh, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you'll find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it, and, he will, and we'll send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying the colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they had brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches uh, they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna, blessed he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in, in the highest heaven. The Jewish people who had been persecuted for so long, were in constant anticipation of an arrival. One that was not nine months in the making, but centuries in the promising. It's fair the Jewish people were not the most patient of people, um, but they were longing for the arrival of the one who would free them from slavery. They knew the day would come, Uh, God had spoken through the prophets uh, that it would happen. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See your your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of the donkey. Then this day came. Jesus had already been causing uh, excitement um, around the place with his uh, preaching and his miracles. And here he was, heading to Jerusalem, riding on a colt, just as had been foretold. Everything was finally falling into place for the Jewish people. Their saviour, the king of the Jews, was here to deliver his people, drive out the Roman occupiers and set them from uh, oppression, free them from oppression. Imagine the excitement for for a minute. Uh, Crowds gathering the noise getting louder as more people lined the streets, singing, rejoicing, ripping down of branches. Um, You would have noticed that Mark doesn't talk about palm branches. Uh, We only get that from Matthew. Um, It was only Matthew's account that says palm branches. Um, And it's handy for us that he is so specific because otherwise this would be, what, generic branch Sunday. And it it doesn't have the the same kind of ring as palm Sunday. Anyway, uh, not everyone knew what was uh, going on, but everybody was getting caught up in in the excitement. Uh, There were shouts of Hosanna, which literally means save. 
from front to back, there were shouts of praise. The excitement was at fever pitch. This type of entry was nothing new. Um, whenever a mighty warrior returned or whatever liberator of, of the people you can think of in the Old Testament came to Jerusalem, a, a parade, an entry like this would, would have ha- happened. Um, so they know that this is how royalty, how warriors, how leaders return to J- J- uh, Jerusalem. Shouts of, uh, of joy, cloaks being thrown, branches, as I say, were, were, uh, were, were laid these people recognised that Jesus was royalty. So everybody's going for it, um, and there's so much shouting, cheering, and excitement, and Jesus comes to the temple, everybody's ready to see what he does, and he does nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. He looks at his watch, sees it's late, says, come on, lads, we'll go back to the other um, uh, town, and we'll, we'll, we'll get some sleep and come back the next day. That's not actually what it says. Mark puts it as Jesus entered Jerusalem and went to the temple. He looked around at everything, but since it was late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. What an anticlimax! It's like um, I'm, I'm not much of a reader. Um, I prefer to, to wait for things to come out in, in the film um, uh, rather than, than read, reading the book. Um, Risen. Um, has just come out to, to the cinema. It's a f- film about what happens after uh, Jesus has risen, so I'm looking forward to finding out what happens next. <laughs> I've, I've read it, don't worry. Um, uh, I remember when I first watched the first Lord of the Rings film. It's long, and you, you get engrossed uh, with, with what's, what, what's going on. Uh, I was there, like I said, I was, I was, I was engrossed. Um, a, f- a fight had just happened, I think, and you've got the, the two, um, I think it's both hobbits, or it could just be Frodo, was getting into this uh, little boat, going across the river. End credits. How frustrating. You, you, you've, uh, you're expecting something to happen, and then it just does nothing. It just stops. If, if you had been one of the people... Um, who had been shouting um, with Jesus' arrival and then see him in, in the temple, uh, what, what would you have thought? Um, would you have been like, um, Jesus, excuse me, um, is that it? Where's the army? Um, you do know the Romans are just outside. Can you just do something about them? But no. Jesus turns round, goes back to Bethany, ready to start the next day. This is not what these people had expected. The crowd correctly saw Jesus as the fulfillment of the prophecies they knew so well, but they did not understand where Jesus' kingship would lead him. They were so preoccupied with themselves and what they wanted, they missed the point of what was going on. Soon the echoes of Hosanna would be drowned out by the cries from the same crowd of crucify. In the following days, as I'm sure we will hear um, across our Holy Week and Easter services, um, Jesus' actions whilst he was in Jerusalem were not those of the king the crowd were looking for. Uh, in fact, quite the opposite. 
the crowd will see, to their eyes, Jesus blaspheming, making threats to the Jewish leaders, causing trouble in the, in the temple and threatening its very destruction, let alone doing nothing about the Romans. Not the actions of the king that they wanted at all. So they turned the shouts of Hosanna to cries of crucify. They only wanted to accept and follow a king that will do what they wanted him to do. The people who cried crucify did so not with the understanding that we now have, that he was to be the suffering saviour, but because Jesus did not fulfil their expectations and had let them down. They cried crucify him because they wanted a warrior king who would lead them, lead them into battle, but they got something else. The entrance of Jesus we see in our passage, which had been pointed to for hundreds or thousands of years, this was a great ex- excitement, a time of great excitement, of great anticipation, a time people were looking forward to. But, but this entrance was a different type of entrance. Because the people of that time had no idea of what Jesus might the people at that time, had an, they had an idea of what Jesus might do for them, of the type of victory he would bring for them, of the things that he may accomplish for them, of the victory that he would bring them. They were looking for a political and military victory. They were only consumed about what, concerned with what they would get from it. From Jesus. But Jesus gave, gave them something different, a victory far greater than they could have ever had imagined, a way back to God. Jesus did not come to meet our expectations or those of his fellow Jews. He came to meet our needs. He did not come to slay our foes and lift us high. He came to serve and give his life as a ransom for sin. For at root, the real heart of human dilemma is not our political problems, but our sin sickness. Is that something we truly understand? Christ is king, but he is more than simply a king. He's the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He is the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven and he's the king of glory. He's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. He's a king who died on the cross to take the punishment for our sin and make no mistake, we are all sinners. And rose again three days later. By rising, Christ defeated death, making a way that brings us back to the Father and an opportunity for eternal life in him. That's the thing we need. And that's the victory he brings. In Nazi Germany, uh, during World War II, there was a pastor called, and excuse my um, pronunciation, I dropped um, German when I was about 13, so excuse my pronunciation, Deutrich Bonhoeffer, who understood the king that Jesus is 
and what he was going to do as he rode into Jerusalem on, on the colt. He wrote extensively about discipleship, faith, and our obligation under grace. He would ultimately pay the price for his faithfulness. He was arrested, imprisoned, and finally killed by the Nazis. But he wasn't afraid, for he understood why Jesus came into Jerusalem that day. He came to bring victory and power, and to... and to bring his light to a world lost in darkness. In one of the darkest moments in history, Bonhoeffer asks, do we understand that instead we get a Messiah who gives us power or right, but it's a whole new kind of power? It's the power of suffering love. It's the power that looks me in the eye, forgives my sin, my fear, my anger, my resentment, my prejudice, It's a power that didn't assert itself over and against me, but died for me. It's a power that sets me free from all that which is within me, that dehumanizes me and others. It's a power that loosens my grip on all of my expectations and even allows me to see Christ's face in the least and most lowly on this planet. It's a power that's it's a power that relates in grace and invites me to join with him in being one of his special grace givers. It's a power that assures me I don't need to be afraid of suffering, self-giving love, because it's the only way I will ever fulfill my humanity and find my purpose and experience true joy and peace. As I finish, I want to end with a simple question. Who is this Jesus to you? The crowd recognised Jesus as the deliverer and the one who had come in the name of the Lord to save them. The crowd showed uh, Jesus the honour of a king as they laid their cloaks and as they laid their branches on the road in front of him. But they didn't fully get why he came. Who is this Jesus to you? Is he your king? If he is the king and the scriptures prove that he is, then we must treat him as king. We must sacrifice all that we have for the king. Not be like those who turn the shouts of Hosanna uh, to cries of crucify him when they didn't get what they want or simply use him as someone to meet our wants and our desires and our expectations. But we must honour him and reserve him as king of this world and king of our lives. We must must submit to the king who has come. Who is this Jesus to you? If he is our king, then we need to proclaim him as king to all who will hear us. We need to raise our voices, as did this crowd, crying out that the Messiah has come to deliver us from our sins.
We cannot hide it in ourselves. We must be compelled to cry out the good news if he is truly our king. Who is this Jesus to you? Is he your king?